Welcome to For My King, His Kingdom podcast. This is your host, Dean Thornton. We have a great show for you today with Nikki Below on the show. Nikki is the number one international best-selling author of the book, Finish Line Thinking, How to Think and Win Like a Champion, The Thought Leader's Journey, A Fable Life, and the Power of Connecting, How to Activate Profitable Relationships by Serving Your Network. He is a highly successful speaker to major corporate businesses. He is an advisor and confidant to entrepreneurs in Canada. He is the co-founder of eCircle Academy, where he runs a year-long mastermind and education program for coaches, consultants, corporate trainers, clinic owners, realtors, mortgage brokers, and other service-based entrepreneurs. He is the creator of the Thought Leader, Heart Leader designation. Nikki, it's great to have you, a fellow podcaster, on the show today and get to talk about mental health, leadership, and faith. Thank you for coming on. Hey, Dean. Thanks for having me on, man. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, that's great. And um, I'm excited to get started. So uh, how about we uh, just jump into it? I like it. Let's do it. All right. So how has your faith helped you in your life as an author, podcast host, and father? You know, that's a good question. So, you know, for me, I'm just a man. I'm nobody special. And when I think about how to do what I need to do, if I don't focus on the fact that, you know, all the glory is to God and that I'm just an instrument for His success and for His glory, then I get caught up in, in this negative chatter in my own head. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that negative chatter is what gets me into not such a great place. Uh, and so for me, it's important not to let myself get trapped there. And when I get to have conversations with others and through prayer myself about how to live uh, as a man of faith, then everything just flows more smoothly. When I don't, it seems like I run up against a lot of obstacles. Yeah, I totally get that. I know where you're coming from. And when I ask the Lord for help with any of my pursuits or what I want to accomplish in life or just the easy daily tasks, you know, life just gets easier. I take the pressure off me a little bit more and just give everything to Him. And it just helps um, the day go better, the week go better, and just uh, overall my attitude and cheerfulness going about the day. So, yeah, and um, yeah, I totally, I, I totally understand that. And um, I uh, heard from uh, one of your podcasts, you talk about the five pillars. And um, I, I think for me that the order would be spiritual sovereign, um, spiritual sovereignty, and then have that first, and then emotional, intellectual, physical, and then financial. I think starting out with the uh, spiritual and my faith, like I said before, you know, just giving everything to him helps with him controlling, taking that pressure off, and letting him take control of the outcomes of everything else, and it'll trickle down to all those other areas to where I don't have to press so much. I don't have to super focus so much. I can concentrate 
on him first, and then everything else, second, third, fourth, fifth. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Um, now, did you struggle at all with mental health growing up or when you came here to the States from the Middle East? Well, I actually live in Canada, not in the States. Okay. Um, but, you know, I've had adversities in my life, and that's when, you know, not having a a positive mindset was most present for me. First of all, back home, we faced a fair amount of discrimination just for being Christian. And secondly, over here, I went through a divorce and divorce is no fun. And that's, that's the, the time where I really had a hard time getting out of a negative way of thinking. It took me um, having good people around me and uh, going through a lot of prayer to be able to get past all that. Wow. Yes, I think having a strong circle, definitely, of believers and then who can help you with your faith and also uh, as well as a business circle to help you with with that. But yeah, definitely having to come uh, over here and uh, deal with that is, yeah, definitely intense for sure. 100%, man. 100%. It really was. Uh, But, uh, you know, for me, I... I just didn't do it alone. And I think that's the number one thing you got to tell people. Don't do it alone. Right. Now, how young were you when you came over here or to Canada? Um, I was just shy of 15 years old. Oh, wow. So do you remember a lot of it or not so much? Uh, Look, it was a long time ago, but I remember enough about not being comfortable. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, that's really what I focused on is to do my best to fit in. Right, coming to a new country, you got to fit in. Right, and when that happened, I was able to, um, I was able to succeed, you know, and get past all the the negativity. And and right now, I live in a very positive uh, frame of mind. Wow, that's great. Yeah, I definitely understand that. Now, you are a father of two young athletes, and how have you helped them in athletics as well as with their mental health? Um, well, the thing I do as a dad is I take my kids to their sports, right? Right. Um, and, uh, these guys are teenagers right now, you know, they, they need a loose rein, but they, they do need some guidance. And what I do is I give them my best advice on how to get through life as a young boy and, uh, and a man in the making, you know? Wow. That's great. And yeah, that really helps. That really helps. But you know, they're teenagers, man. They don't, they don't want a lot of dad around. You know, they want to be around their friends. <laughs> right. Now, as you watch them grow up, I know that they go through phases of being close to you to being a little bit distant. And I know with seeing kids as they grow up, depending on what type of life experiences that they had, dealing with mental health, they may not be as open with it uh, to you. But from a, a parent's perspective, how can you, if you notice something might be going on with them, What's a way that you can say, hey, you know, different things you can try to help them open up to you and for them to come to you as a confidant, as a way for you to, okay, now I can try and help them with whatever they're going through. Listen, kids, like I said, teenagers don't really have a a ton they come to me for. Right now, they just pretty much come to me when they're looking for money <laughs> right. or they're looking for pride. Um, what I talk to them about is I just 
teach them to say their please and thank you and to do what they say they're going to do and to respect their mother and respect the, their their teachers. And as far as the rest of it's concerned, they got to they gotta go out there and live. You know, as a teenager, uh, a lot of that discovery of life is based on them going out there and living. And that's the way I see it. Okay. I understand that. Yeah. Before you came um, over, did you, as a preteen yourself, did you have talk about a little bit about uh, them uh, at the time, them not liking Christians over there? And uh, did you feel that sense of uh, anxiety as a preteen? And did it? Not really. Okay. Not really. No, I mean, I, I, I would. I was a kid. I was into fighting, <laughs> you know? Yeah. People bothered me, I fought. I understand. Yeah. Um, did you try to uh, develop any positive outlets that uh, helped you get out any type of frustration or any type of emotions that were pent up? Or like with sports or or uh, anything like that? Um, no, I, I didn't have frustration like that. The frustrations I had was when we came here, being in a new country. Mm-hmm. But you know, growing up in Iran, um, I uh, I had friends. I had people that uh, didn't like us because of our background, but we had lots of friends. We and, and, and we lived life. You know, mm-hmm. um, the top was leaving our familiar world. Right now, uh, I see that uh, you are author to uh, some books and. Uh, what inspired you to become an author? And since you've become an author, uh, has it? Have you found that writing has really helped um, express yourself a little bit more as you uh, get more experience with it and make more books? Well, I wanted. I've always wanted to write. I've always wanted to get, you know, have people read what I had to to do. So, you know, when a friend of mine uh, wrote a couple of books. He showed me what he did to do it. I learned from him, and so I decided I'd, I'd, I'd just go ahead and do it, and I did it, and it was great. Um, what's great about writing a book is that it allows me to um, reach people who never meet me. Right. That's what's incredible about book. So uh, I've, I've written a number of books, uh, eight so far that have been published, and um, you know, hundreds, thousands of people have read my book, and I think that's wonderful. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to try and become I, I I guess now with doing my devotionals and everything for the podcast and I'm going to get all my s- scripts together at the end of the year and hopefully make my first book as well with uh s- for season one and thinking about that it's like I never thought I would be in this position but it's a blessing uh for the Lord to show me that hey you know you have another gift and that's great that you have found that that it's a blessing and it's beneficial. Do you have any tips on how how to get started with that process and trying to find a, a publisher or trying to do it yourself? Well, I self-published. I use Kindle Select. Okay. Um, that's owned by Amazon. Um, and uh, really, the best way to start writing is just start writing. Have, a, have an idea for a book you want to write and every day write a little bit. And if you do that for the next uh, 90 days and you say, I want to write 500 words a day, uh, you know, you'll very quickly have a book. <laughs> right. Wow. Now, what is a, 
easy transition from author to podcast host? Or was it an easy transition? Um, I didn't really see the two as, you know, necessarily needing a transition. I mean, I just, I'd written a book. I wanted to do a podcast. They weren't, they weren't alike at all. So, um, but there were two things I wanted to do. I'm glad I did them. Right. I know that uh, with writing, I could be a little bit more uh, expressful of my emotions and ideas, but I also had to get used to being in front of uh, a mic and talking to uh, people out there and my listeners and getting used to that, being comfortable with that. So it was a little bit of a process. It's been a fun process. And, cool. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. That's fantastic. Yeah. What are some key elements that can help young entrepreneurs that are out there with growing a business? First of all, you've got to believe that you're going to win. You've got to believe in yourself. Secondly, you've got to identify a gap in the marketplace. I like there's got to be something that people want and need that isn't being provided anywhere else. And then once you do that, uh, find a product or a service that can address that gap and start putting it out there. If you do that, you'll have success. Oh, wow. Now, with your podcast growth, with what I'm trying to do myself, I noticed that I don't know what's helped you with reach the most um, amount of listeners. But for me, I try to use Facebook and uh, Instagram as well. And I make my voice snippets or audio snippets of my episodes about like 30 seconds that I try to use for marketing and everything. And I, uh, that's a large part of how I uh, get the most amount of elite video views. But it's taking those people that I reach through the snippets and then trying to bring them to listen to a full episode, um, trying to bridge that gap and try to figure out, okay, what can be most beneficial with with doing that and how to, well, get people's interest to listen to a full episode and uh, take the time out to do so. And uh, so trying to figure out those type of things What's what's helped you so far? Well, I uh, honestly, I have an editor do all that work for me. Okay. So I don't really have uh, a lot that I do uh, and myself, and um, that really works. Okay. Uh, so um, that fellow does all that kind of stuff for me, so I don't, I don't do my own podcast stuff. But I, I think all those things you're talking about make good sense. Okay, cool. And... Um... Well, that's that's encouraging because when I hear something like that, then I know that at least I'm doing something right. So that's great. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And um, thank you so much, Nikki, for being on the show with us today. You're a friend of the show now, and it was a pleasure to have you on. And I will take your points that you mentioned to me today and try to apply them to my own life. And um, I know that they're going to be really beneficial. So thank you. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me on the show. Really appreciate the opportunity. All right. No problem. Listeners, thank you for tuning in to today's show. And until next time, this is your host, Dean Thornton, signing off on For My King, His Kingdom.